Hello, and today I want to talk about a subject that I very much find fascinating, and as a history lover, bemoans me that it is ignored often and overlooked by historians and history nerds alike, even though the event was particularly notable uh, notable at the time. And the event I'm talking about was the German Peasants' War. Um, it was a, a rebellion in Germany and throughout Central Europe of about 300,000 peasants uh, that rebelled um, against the nobility because of their economic conditions and because they were inspired by the teachings of uh, Martin Luther and wanted to institute religious reform as well. Um, and I want to go into the causes of that. And as I stated before, I think those causes are mostly um, economic with um, a bit of a religious tapped in there as well because uh, there was heavy, influ- heavy, uh, heavy influence from Martin Luther as well and his teachings. So, in order to get some context for the German peasants were, we have to learn about something that really inspired it and partially caused this. And that thing was the Protestant Reformation. Well, what was this Reformation? Well, yeah, duh, it was a Reformation. But it sought to uh, reform Christianity and specifically challenge the authority of the Pope in political and theological matters. It was started by one man, Martin Luther, who saw corruption within the church and nailed 95 theses to the cathedral of Witten of uh, Wittenberg, sorry. And he unwittingly caused a whole social movement that would spring up different denominations of Christianity, such as Anglicans, Episcopalians, Lutherans, Calvinists, Presbyterians, Evangelical Lutherans, Traditional Lutherans, and a bunch of other smaller Christian groups that are too numerous to mention. Well, what caused this reformation? We'll go into a few of these reasons. Well, what caused the Protestant Reformation? Well, I would like to quote Sasha, one of the authors of the academic paper, The Causes and Consequences of the Protestant Reformation. Quote, the church made the pursuit of salvation of distressingly commercial venture through pilgrimages, the veneration of cult of the saints, and the indulgences of trade. End quote. So what Sasha is talking about here was indulgences, which Martin Luther particularly hated and went after. You see, indulgences were a sort of a form of donation, as best described. So you would pay... Uh, give money to the church in exchange for a lesser sentence of purgatory for either yourself or a loved one. Now, you could see how this could be very much exploited by the church in order to gain funds, which is what the popes did in order to fund St. Peter's Basilica, but they particularly went after the serfs, and sometimes the nobility, but mostly serfs, who wanted to gain passage for loved ones in heaven, and they often manipulated by saying, well, don't you want your loved ones to get into heaven faster and cleanse their souls faster to be eternally with God? 
and this worked. And Martin Luther particularly hated this because, well, it exploited the poor, and he saw it as morally bankrupt. But that wasn't the only way the church was corrupt. Many popes fought wars in order to gain wealth, used the church, extracted wealth from the church in order to enrich themselves, and on top of that, frequently had orgies and parties and all kinds of moral decadence that was going on that Martin Luther saw as completely egregious and must be stopped. So, he nailed his 95 theses on the wall. So, and also at the time, keep in mind, the Catholic Church controlled much of Europe. It owned about a third of its land, and all of its kings, all the kings of Europe pledged loyalty to the Catholic Church, so they could retain their divine right. But after Martin Luther's Reformation, this all changed, and what helped his ideas spread throughout Europe was the invention of the printing press. And again, I'm going to quote Sasha here. The connection between the printing press and the Reformation is straightforward. The reformers made great use of printed propaganda, and the age of high transport costs having access to a printing press increased access to the Reformation ideology, which spread through reprinting rather than shipping printed books. End quote. So the printing press made it way easier to spread the ideas of Martin Luther. But this also caused something else. When Martin Luther translated the Bible into German, so everybody could read it, and then mass-printed it, everybody unsurprisingly had different interpretations, which caused the spring of numerous denominations that I mentioned earlier. So, and Martin Luther didn't... Uh, particularly like this because he thought well everybody's going to naturally come to my conclusion which didn't happen resulting in these numerous denominations I would now like to move on to the consequences of Luther's movement. Well, for one, he was excommunicated from the Catholic Church at the Diet of Worms, which was sort of a trial where Luther could defend his ideas, and he only doubled down on his actions, which causes uh, excommunication. And after he was excommunicated, as mentioned before, he translated the Bible into German. Now, why is this important? Well, at the time... The Bible was only in Latin, and only the priests could read it, but Luther wanted everybody to read the Bible, to get the direct word of God, so he translated it from Latin into German, and not just like the educated upper-class German, the German that normal Germans spoke at the time. Another consequence of his movement was widespread violence most notably between Catholics and Protestants, and sometimes between Protestant groups. For example, you had the French and the French Wars of Religion, and the Puritans moving to America to escape the grip of the uh, Anglican Church because they saw it as too Catholic. And you had the magnum opus of these conflicts, which were the Thirty Years' War, which was a giant war between Austria, France, England, Dutch, Sweden, and Spain, and it was just a complicated mess that killed roughly a million Europeans before modern gunnery ever came around. But 
that's an entirely different subject in its own right. So, after this, I now want to move on. What was the theology of Lutheran? What did he believe? The theology of Martin Luther is actually quite easy to understand. So, let's talk about it. The first part of Luther's, uh, Luther's theology is the concept of sola fide, or faith alone. Martin Luther believed that a person could only be redeemed through faith in Christ and Christ alone. This was in contrast to the Catholic Church, who believed that a person needed to perform charity in addition to faith in Christ in order to achieve salvation. And I would like to quote um, Father Eodarch, who wrote on the causes of the Reformation on this subject. Quote, Luther finds, beginning with the publication of the theses, is circumcised by the new rules of salvation by faith alone by Jesus Christ. Thus, much of the Catholic doctrine that's undermined, man is no longer conditioned by his meritorious deeds in obtaining salvation. End quote. This is really quite contradictory, because the church heavily believed he needed both, but Luther comes along and says, Nah, you just need the faith alone in God. Another large aspect of Luther's theology was individual interpretation. Martin Luther translated the Bible into German so people could read it, as mentioned before, and that use of printing press could circulate it. This was revolutionary, because, as mentioned before previously too, the Catholic Church only published the Bible in Latin, which priests could only read, thereby restricting the interpretation of the Bible to the Catholic Church only, and had complete control of what people believed. But Luther changed all that, and now people were free to leave, uh, read the Bible and interpret it for themselves, which was quite revolutionary at this time, even though today we read the Bible and interpret it on our own and discuss it amongst themselves. At this time, intellectual discussion of what the Bible meant and, its, and various interpretations that were contrary to the Catholic Church was quite restricted. The last aspect of his theology was sola scriptura, or scripture alone. Martin Luther believed that the only source of faith of faith in God's word came from the Bible, and all other supposed holy texts are null and void. Again, quoting Father Eodarsh, only God can uplift man, and the Bible is the sole source of that revelation. End quote. This was in contrast to the Pope, who claimed infallibility, and Martin Luther also believed the Pope was not infallible and could make mistakes. So he believed, well, we have the Bible and God's word is in it. We don't need some fancy Pope man telling us what he believes because he could supposedly talk to the man. So, this was also revolutionary because, well, <laughs> they believed the Pope was infallible and could do no wrong, and this was, of course, heresy, a great heresy to the Catholic Church. And now that we have a rudimentary understanding of Luther's theology, we can now finally move on to the Peasants' War, which this subject is about at its causes.
now after all that background, we can finally get into what caused the German Peasants War. But before, let's have a quick refresher. The German Peasants War was an uprising of about 300,000 peasants in what is today Germany, but at the time the Holy Roman Empire. It was a rebellion that was um, uh, sought to acquire uh, economic and religious reform. It was swiftly crushed by the Holy Roman Empire and killed about 100,000 of the peasants. And they lay out their grievances in a document called 12 Articles, where basically they say um, they should be allowed to elect their pastors, they should be allowed to use the resources of the land God gave to them, um, without, you know, permission, and, uh, every, the preacher shall be paid with a tithe, and any surplus should go to pay for the poor, and they basically lay out these claims of the 12 articles. Um, now we can fully move on to the causes. Uh, the first cause uh, of the rebellion I want to get into is the economics of the thing. So, at the time, the serfs lived under a system called feudalism, where all the land was owned by the king, and the king would distribute the land amongst dukes and lords and vassals and other nobles. And the nobles who controlled the land employed serfs to work the land, to farm it, to provide food for them and the king, and the serfs would um, give their labor in exchange for military protection from the Lord um, with their knights and stuff like that. Um, So this economic system uh, left very little room for social mobility. So it wasn't like capitalism where you could rise up if you worked hard enough. Now, if you were born a Lord, you died a Lord. If you're born a serf, you died a serf. So this right here is probably the biggest economic factor um, because, you know, it was keeping them down keeping them at a very oppressive sort of system and they only saw rising up against the nobility as um, part of this uh, way to relieve themselves and they saw the Catholic Church as partially responsible for this in some way and you see these economic causes reflected in the articles, where in Article 10, they demand that uh, several uh, 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 several acres of land should be taken away from the mobility and belong to the community as a whole and be held in what you call common lands. Um, and in Article number 4, they say everybody has the right to fish, to hunt, um within uh, the forests and fields that God created. So you see the distribution of uh, resources and economics as a particular influence in uh, this thing here. And as I'll show in a bit, uh, religion also played a a large part um, uh, within this too. But also, on the note of economics, the serfs wanted their rights protected, what little rights they had, which they saw as being infringed upon the Lord and uh, by the lords. And Juan says here, 
quote, oppressed peasants, uh, peasants presented lists of articles to lords and municipal governments in order to protect their traditional rights, end quote. Um, so what little rights they had, they saw as being infringed upon by the nobility, causing them to rise up. Um, Now, I want to get into the religious motivations of these um, rebellions because they were particularly influenced by his ideology and uh, wanting to reject the Catholic Church because they saw the church as part of it. So, particular way you see religion influence it is when they demand that, quote, a quote from Jiwan, like once again, they demanded that village communities have a, the right to elect and appoint preachers, that small tithe be dismissed, and that the system of serfdom be abolished, as it ran counter to the principles of the gospel and Christian doctrine of liberty. They also demanded the abolishment of all systems and laws contributing divine law in accordance with the Bible. So you see here, they think that like this practice of serfdom and of feudalism were very much going against God, even though later, as it would turn out, Martin Luther would disagree with them. But particularly the... Uh, community elected preachers and the allowing to be uh, removed by the community you see particularly uh, is influenced uh, by Martin Luther uh, when he says everybody you know should interpret the Bible in their own way everybody should be able to read it um, so this is a very very strong reflection of, of Luther's teachings when he says everybody should read uh the bible for themselves and they also say if any of these articles or any laws that we put in place in the future contradict god we absolutely have the right to remove them uh, again reflecting martin luther's you know very free flowy sort of religious type which went against the catholic church because as you see this is very much rebelling against the catholic church uh, because they saw it as partially responsible. So you see like these anti-Catholic attitudes being taken up by these people because of Martin Luther's teachings. Um, uh, more religious influences. Uh, no, that's it. So today, I hoped you learned about the Protestant Reformation and the relatively obscure part of history, the German Peasants' War, in which um, a bunch of peasants rose up because they wanted better economic conditions. They wanted religious reform against an oppressive Catholic Church, um, uh, as pointed out by Martin Luther, and his theology, which I hoped you learned about too. So I enjoyed making this, and I hope you enjoyed watching this as much as I enjoyed making this. Um, have a nice day.